0: On with the show!
1: Welcome back to the Voices of Misery, ladies and gentlemen. You guys know that I'm very excited today. I gave a little teaser on the last episode, and today is the day. I am very nervous, for once. You know, I'm very cool and calm under pressure, but today we have a true celebrity on, someone that we've talked about more than anybody else in the show. This man has fed us some of our most memorable storylines and just memorable moments of the show. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, from RentTheHitMan.com, the CEO, the owner, the hitman himself. And I don't know what to call you, sir. Should I call you Guido or should I call you by the name your parents gave you?
0: The name my parents gave me is fine. <laughs> Look, Guido <laughs> Finelli just rolls off the tongue. I mean, it's such a great name. Yeah. Hey, Finelli is a family name. So that's
1: just kind of how that came to play. But uh, yeah, thank you very much. It's great to be here. Bob, I really appreciate you taking the time out of your very busy life because I know you're very busy, especially now, you know, uh, times are tough and people are looking to get rid of people that are driving them crazy and that is where you come in. Uh, uh, we are a problem resolution specialist, uh,
0: and, uh, we have a customizable solution for just about everybody out there.
1: <laughs> now, before we get into the meat of things here, I want to kind of give people a, a little bit of a background. Tell us who Bob is, tell us everything about Bob and just how you got into, you know, the, the, the path that God has taken you down.
0: Yeah, sure thing. So, uh, you know, let's step back a couple of years, um, it was right around 1999. I thought, man, law enforcement's kind of a cool thing." At the time, I had uh, you know, delusions of grandeur of getting into law enforcement. I went through the police academy, um, and uh, upon graduation, the next couple of years, uh, state of California hit the skids, and uh, budget cuts and hiring freezes pretty much froze all the jobs. Um so going into law enforcement at that point seemed uh like it wasn't going to happen. So I ended up uh driving limousines for a few years. I was really happy with doing that, meeting some cool people and so and so. Um then I decided to retool because hey, limousines are fun, but it wasn't enough to pay the bills. Um so I ended up going back to school and studied information technology with an emphasis on security. Um, during my training at, uh, at school, um, one of the courses that I was really interested in was a penetration testing course where we would go in and basically pen test networks. Um, we would let uh, the admin of the... Uh, network know what the vulnerabilities were and what we could possibly do to patch them up. Um, And myself and a couple of friends, we decided, hey, man, this is great. We know how to do this. We have all the tools. Let's start a business. And uh, so being the domain collector that I was at the time, I uh, brainstormed and came up with the domain as a play on words, (laughs) rentahitman.com. And, uh, you know, with hit being the key word, um, you know, pertaining to visitor traffic, analytics and and so on. Sure. And uh, after graduation in 2005, um, business plans kind of fell by the wayside. A couple of my partners ended up going off in a different direction, going to work for a major company. And I was left holding the domain. And at that point, I really didn't have an idea of what I wanted to do with it. Um, I tried to auction it off. Uh, I put a simple little graphic on the page that said, this domain is for sale contact at rentahitman.com and, uh, no bites. Nobody was interested. Mm -hmm. A couple of years passes right around 2008. I decided to go in and check the email, the catch all email address that I had set up. And uh, was just absolutely shocked at the number of uh, number of emails that had been received from people around the world that were seeking services, which I clearly didn't offer. Um, How many emails there were close to three hundred emails from people, and they were mostly one line emails um, inquiring about asset extraction, uh, what countries we serve. Do we take care of minors? Um, There were, yeah. Um, Do we uh, offer any kind of assisted suicide solutions? Um, There were people looking for jobs. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And there was even a female from the UK who was looking for a serious relationship because she wanted to learn the business
1: she yeah. wanted a relationship, so like a, like a mentor kind of deal or like a physical relationship. Well,
0: yeah, she, uh, she mentioned that she wanted to learn the business and that she needed, quote, a male's touch and, uh, no negative denied. Um, <laughs> I didn't cool. even, yeah. Didn't want to follow up on that one. Um, <laughs> I I think I did send her a response saying that she was a hot mess, but
1: that was about it. Um, yeah. So when these emails first started rolling in, did you think it was just a hoax or were you just kind of going through like, what the heck do I do with this information? What was going through your head?
0: Yeah. So at that point, um, I really was not in a position to answer any of those emails. I thought, man, these people are just whacked. Um, and, uh, you know, honestly, I didn't do a hell of a lot with it. Um, there were not enough, uh, information in any of the emails to kind of take action on. Um, however, there were several that were kind of got the hair on the back of your neck, um, standing up. I mean, just some of the initial emails, um, really kind of made you think twice that, uh, you know, what the hell did I get into
1: kind of a thing. So some of these were extremely graphic. I take it.
0: Yeah. You know, uh, they, they had uh request for services that uh, you might see in a Quentin Tarantino kind of movie. Oh, um, yeah. So um, it wasn't until 2010 uh, that I started taking the website seriously. And in 2010, that's when I received an email from a female from the UK. She was stranded in Canada. She'd lost her passport, didn't have any money, and she was pissed about uh, her father's inheritance that uh, a couple of her family members had allegedly stolen. Um, she, she sent a uh, kind of a rambling email Uh, indicating what she wanted done and who these people were and uh, where they lived. And uh, again, I really didn't read into it too much. Um, At the time I was down in LA helping my brother move. So, um, you know, I kind of had other things on my mind at that point, Sure. but several hours later, she sends a second email and this one is marked urgent in the, in the subject line. And it included additional details on the people that she wanted murdered, um, their addresses, um, what she wanted done, you know, cut the brake lines and that kind of thing. Um, and uh, you know, I, I pretty much knew at that point that this lady was serious about what she wanted to have accomplished. Um, I responded to her second email and asked her. Uh, if she still required her services and wanted to have a field operative contact her. And uh, within, I think it was like within a 30 minute period, she responded back. Yes, she wanted help. And um, she provided the name of the hostel that she was staying at in St. Catharines, Ontario, Canada. Um, So When I arrived back at my house, um, I ended up doing some research and I printed out about 20 pages of uh, information, corroborating information, names, addresses, et cetera. And I took that information to a friend of mine who is a sergeant with the local police department. And uh, he was quick to review it. He responded to, uh, or actually he reached out to the uh, Niagara Regional Police Services. They uh, were able to go and conduct a welfare check on this person. And it turned out that Helen was wanted out of the UK on extraditable warrants for more serious offenses. Um, She spent the next 126 days in In custody in in the UK before being shipped across the pond. And uh, it was later determined uh, that she had been found guilty and is now spending some time in uh, a UK prison. Um, I'd also learned that the uh, uh, three individuals, three family members that she wanted murdered, are all alive and well and unharmed. So that's when I first realized that the website had uh, true potential at saving lives. Um, you know, not bad for a $9.20 website, if you ask me.
1: Absolutely. Now, do these people know that you're the hero and have any of them tried to reach out to you and say, hey, thanks for, thanks for doing this? Because a lot of people would have gotten those emails and either laughed it off or try to reply and just troll the other person and, and make fun of them, make a mockery out of it. Luckily, you were the one that had the domain and had the email because you were responsible and you saved some lives.
0: Yeah. Um, as far as reaching out or, you know, hearing from these people, um, you know, I never really gave it a thought at that point. Um, you know, I just figured uh, the lives were saved and, uh, you know, I was, I was pretty much at peace and satisfied with the decision I made to answer and respond to her email. And like you said, if I hadn't gotten it, uh, somebody else may have, and the results could have been tragic.
1: Absolutely. Now, the thing about the, the the Helen story, because that's one that we talked about on the show, and and that one seemed to get a lot of media attention. I mean, the the Helen mugshot—you see that everywhere on the internet—and that's what really attracted us to you and your in your website here. But there was a little bit more to her story that that was kind of like sad to me, where. If I remember correctly, she was the one who was stating that she was abused and fed drugs and and stranded where she was. Was that all just a ruse to get sympathy, like maybe you guys would take her her case on? Um, hmm, That's a good question. I don't know. Um, She definitely seemed
0: uh, a little bit off her rocker. Um, But, uh, yeah, it's hard to say, man. I really don't know what was crawling through her head.
1: It's tough because you gotta get a lot of these where some people will just go into death because you, you gotta think that when people are that desperate in order to want someone else dead, and you know, you you just want someone to listen first off. So I'm sure they've sent you these long drawn out emails, the whole backstory as to why they want them dead. Have you ever gotten one that kind of made you feel sympathetic for the person, like, hey, maybe this person was done wrong and maybe I can help them in another way besides maybe turning them over to the police? Like well, use wife maybe or something.
0: Yeah, I mean uh, the the way the website is set up at this point, there. I mean, there's a there's a web form that specifically asks their name, their targets information, what they want done, how they want it done. Hmm. Um, so it kind of pretty much uh, can look at that information and find out where uh, where what, exactly what they want done. Um, and what their state of mind might be um now i 'm not a crisis counselor i don 't have that training or anything like that um and yes, there are occasions when a solicitation a service request form is filled out, and it looks like an obvious sign of abuse or retaliation for abuse or uh you know a cry for help um when those are received um you know, the the same two questions go out to every person. Um, do you still require our services? And would you like me to put you in contact with the field operative? Um, you know, so it's up to them to answer whether or not, uh, you know, they want the help. Um, if they do want to have a field operative, contact them. And then it's up to the agency. I'll, I'll typically request a welfare check just to find out, you know, is this person okay? Is there any kind of abuse going on? Um, It's up to them to determine at that point if there is anything uh, more to the story. Is there, you know, a history of criminal activity or abuse or something with this person? At which point they can, you know, uh, follow it up as, as a murder for hire case or whatever they choose to do. Um, yeah, there are, you know, in short, um, I do, uh, I do kind of sympathize with some of these people. Um, there are cases in which abuse is certainly an issue. Um, and in some cases them filling out a service request form is in fact a cry for help. So, uh, I do what I can to kind of do what I can. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. That's a heck of a thing you're doing, too, because like there's just so many of, of these cases, just just people in general. I'm like I, I've seen a lot of these go bad where, where people would just hire some thug off the streets to go take the job done, you know, just, just take the job. It's done sloppy and whatnot. And yeah. I just wanted to ask you, because there's a lot of, of other types of people kind of in the same vein of, as to what you're doing now. There are these people on the internet. They actually go after child predators, and they have the same sort of premise where they have a, a website profile set up, and people will. And what they'll do is they'll impersonate like a young boy or a young girl, but and, and they will go out there with their cameras, and they will go after and like accost these people. And a lot of the times, I see in, in the replies, people saying, "Please don't do this. You're just making the cops' job harder because they can't prosecute based off the way that you're catching these predators in action." And I wanted to ask you this because you do have a background. In you know, being and in, in just being an officer in law enforcement and stuff like that, at least showed interest in it in the past. How is what you're doing prosecutable as opposed to like, because I, I, I know was a very thin line and I don't have because I'm an idiot. I don't have any background in this. So how is what you're doing able to be prosecuted as opposed to like what these amateurs are doing online is is what they're doing is kind of being seen as like baiting people.
0: Yeah, so uh, I I am familiar with uh what you're talking about as far as the websites that go out there and, and pretend to be a minor and that kind of thing. Um, you know they're they're dealing in something they're basically screwing up any kind of a case that law enforcement would have. Um, you know, they're going out there and approaching these people. Um that is not something that I would do. <laughs> um and uh uh, you know they're they're putting themselves uh, in in jeopardy as well. Um, however, with what I am doing is, uh, uh, you know, I, I create this this area this web space so that people um, that are out there on the internet that are searching for how to hire a hitman, they'll find the web page. They'll See that it's HIPAA compliant uh, with with the Hitman information uh, Privacy and Protection Act of nineteen sixty four um, they'll be guided to a web form that they can fill out in their own words as to the who, what, when, where why they want any kind of actions done um, they voluntarily fill out the information um, they voluntarily provide. Uh, all the details. And then once it's received, again, I just ask two simple questions. If they still require services and want that uh, want to be placed in contact with the field operative. Um, I'm just the matchmaker at that point. Yeah, so cool. I don't discuss any kind of compensation. There's no menus. There's no money. Uh, there's no, uh, nothing like that. Uh, when people have asked about, hey, uh, how much? You know, that's between them and the field operative. Um, And uh, they can certainly arrive at a price when they get their free consultation. Um, But uh, yeah, I'd much rather deal with somebody through uh, the internet web form than uh, going out and approaching them. Absolutely. Uh, And your other point was, you know, how is this prosecutable? Well, number one, I'm not an agent of the state, so I'm not in law enforcement. Um, I'm just a, a, a cyber crusader at this point. Um, the information that they that the solicitor provides is on their own free will. Um, it's in their own words, um, I have been told by many prosecutors and many law enforcement investigators that uh, the information that I obtain through the website, that people feel compelled to leave through the website, helps create um, such a strong case. It's like handing them a, a case on a silver platter. Um, none of the cases that have ever gone through court and been convicted have ever been appealed. Uh, because the evidence is so spot on, um, it's hard to, it's hard to, it's hard to fight. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: the people that have gone through court, they've had their sanity tested and, um, you know, psychological testing and that kind of thing. Um, and I don't think any of them have been found, um, to be criminally insane. So, um, it's pretty much just kind of a slam dunk type of situation. It's it's amazing to me that it's been as successful as it has.
1: So what happens when you turn the the evidence over to the police? You're like, hey, listen, this person, I, you know, they replied to the two questions I asked and they still want to do this. I'm, and you're the obviously the, the field operator is you're handing it over to the police at this point do you stay in the loop after that? Do they kind of keep you in the loop as, you know, just like a follow-up in case this person keeps emailing while they're continuing their investigation on this person, or does it just kind of end right there?
0: That's a great question. So there are certain types of cases that uh, I choose to just get a case number and call it a day. I let them handle it with however they deem fit. Um, Other cases such as, uh, you know, a case involving this kid out of Virginia named Devin Faber. He wanted to have three people murdered and a baby kidnapped. Um, Yeah, I want to know what's going on with that one, every step of the way through that process. So I would be in contact um, continuously with the detectives that are investigating it. Uh, If they needed me to send um, an email to uh, Devin, um, to tell him that the field operative is calling him, um, then, you know, I was on it 24-7. Uh, so it really depends on the situation. Um, some cases, again, I hand over to the law enforcement, get a case number, and pretty much never hear from them again. Uh, but other cases, um, you know, I kind of I get that feeling that I kind of have to know what's going on. Um, it, it truly just depends on the overall circumstances.
1: Has anything ever made you uncomfortable? Because I mean, the, the story about the kid who wanted the, the, the baby kidnapped I mean, like, that makes me because I'm a father, like, I'm a little like, oh man, why get kid? Like, you ever just felt like kind of uncomfortable, just kind of sick, your stomach with some of these people? Absolutely.
0: Um, yeah, I'm a father too, and uh, that particular case made me so. Uh, fired up, I wanted to go and find this guy yeah. um, you know, but he he 's in virginia i 'm out here in California, and that 's just not how I operate so um, when I reached out to uh, law enforcement in Virginia, they said, Well, this guy is going to be public enemy number one we 're going to work on it and it, it took him thirteen days to wrap up this investigation um, and uh you know it, i'm i 'm glad they did. Um, this guy was truly a predator. Um, and uh, you know, further research on my end discovered that he had two uh child care for higher profiles on different websites. He wanted to watch other people's kids. Oh that's, man, that's not gonna happen. He's not the only one that I've found that had um you know child care
1: for higher profiles, so absolutely deplorable. Yeah. Shit. Now, before this, obviously, you must have been a, a very funny guy because the Hitman, Inforta- Hitman Information Privacy and Protection Act of 1964 is absolutely hilarious. And when I visited the website and I was looking at the disclaimer that you have at the very end, it says capiche at the end of the profile. Yeah. How are people falling for this? I mean, it's obviously so tongue in cheek. Are these people just that dumb or that desperate? A uh, little of both. Um, yeah, yeah. The website itself, I mean, it was set up
0: for, you know, clearly to be an over the top, nobody could be that stupid to hire a hitman on the World Wide Web kind of a thing. Um, it is peppered with red flags all the way through it. I mean, the top of the page, yeah, you have, uh, you know, uh, rent a hitman, your point and click solution. <laughs> um, when I initially was going to start the business doing pen testing, the point and click was a little mouse click. You know, that was the sole idea for the business. A mouse click will fix a problem and, you know, solved, whatever. Um, and again, you know, my thing about the dark web is not safe, but we are. You know, we're HIPAA compliant. Um, I guess it kind of sells itself people um, feel compelled to just leave that information. And I I just, you know, I I don't get it. Um, There's reference on the page to over 17,985 US-based field operatives. (laughs) If you Google the number of police departments in the US in 2016, that's the number you'll get. Um, You know, there's uh, customer testimonials, there's service wards, um, and, uh, you know, the, the site just goes on and on. I mean, I got bored one night and I put together just a very lame commercial, um, for the site. Oh, that's <laughs> and, incredible. Um, a commercial. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a, uh, a careers section. So if, if you're looking for a job, you can fill that out. Um, and you know, we'll have somebody reach out to you. Um, a lot of the people that just fill out the information, they're just jokers, just like I am. So it's kind of funny. Um, there is a.
1: So that's, that's just a- That's just, I just can't stop laughing because the thing about it is is like, you're just in this mindset or like your wife pissed you off. Who knows what the like? She forgot to make it dinner last night. So you go on the computer and you're like, I'm going to kill this bitch. You type in Mm -hmm. that night, you see all this information and you're like, what the hell? do I?" And you just get this email and this person is obviously in a wrong state of mind. And now that you're getting all this media attention, how do you know which ones are real and which one's fake? You just reply to all of them and to see which ones get back to you.
0: Okay, so yeah, as far as vetting the information, um, you know, if uh, when I read a submission, a solicitation, a service request form, um, I'll go ahead and and read through the entire thing and I'll do a brief cursory search on the address or on the name. Maybe they're on social media, that kind of thing. Sometimes they'll even drop a social media link. Um, If I see that it belongs to like a real person, then I'll send out two questions. Uh, again, do you still require services? Do you want me to put you in contact for your free evaluation um, or consultation? And I send out the email for two different reasons. Um, number one, is it a legitimate email address or is it going to bounce? If it bounces, hey, it's pretty much the end of the road. Um, Somebody is just kind of screwing around, in my opinion. Um, but if they respond back with, yeah, I want service, um, then hey, you know, it's pretty much game on. Uh, the only exception to that, the only exception to the two questions is if it comes from a minor, if the uh, solicitation is from a minor, um, or if it mentions a school. Um, you know, those are two things that will automatically be reported. There's too much school violence, there's too much uh abuse, uh, child abuse and whatnot. Um, and uh, a, a, a large majority of the emails that I've received are from kids that are just trying to get even with their bully or their uh, victim of abuse. So, um, you know, it's kind of scary in that sense.
1: I mean, what about people like that, that obviously are distraught? Have you ever personally reached out, like maybe broken character and say, Hey, listen, like this kid is getting bullied at school. Maybe I can give him a few hints as to like how to handle that. Or do you just turn that over immediately?
0: Well, yeah, I'm, again, I'm not a therapist. I don't want to get out there and, and start communicating with somebody that, you know, I, I don't know what their backstory is. Um, you know, if, yeah I I've, I've there are times when yes you want to kind of break character and you want to kind of help them out but again uh, I I I can't put myself in a position yeah you know, I can't give out wrong information
1: uh, I, I, I just can't do that um it makes so, perfect I mean, sense yeah, yeah it makes perfect sense it it's just must be hard That's, you know cuz being a father and, and, you know, just having a heart, like you do just, if, if a child reaches out and they're like, Hey, I'm getting beat up in school as guy, I just want him dead. I got $37 and 50 cents. Can you please take care of my problem? It's like, Oh, that poor kid. I feel bad for him. You know, cause they, they have no idea what's right and what's wrong. And they just know yeah. that they're in this tough situation. That's gotta be tough. You know, there, there's a perfect example of
0: that. Uh, you know, it was a case that's pretty recent. Um, in which a 14-year-old was arrested down in Baton Rouge, mm. um, and when uh, when I'd contacted the police department down there, I'd simply requested a welfare check, um, and uh, the detectives uh, that were handling the case um, contacted both parents, uh, you know, the parents of the of the solicitor and the parents of the intended target. And uh, had made a determination that, you know, there wasn't enough to make an arrest at that point. However, uh, based on the fact, I guess they had to lock down two schools. And school board got kind of irritated about all the violence that has been occurring in school. Um, They uh, pressured the, uh, the chief, I guess, in Baton Rouge to make an arrest. Uh, apparently the the target's mother also requested an arrest so that 14 year old that had made the solicitation um you know it, it went from a welfare check to an arrest and then it ended up hitting the media uh, but uh yeah uh, you know it was not my intention to to have her arrested um you know, in in that particular case, a welfare check would have been sufficient, if you ask me. But again, I'm not the one out there investigating this stuff. I don't I don't know the full story.
1: Now, what now has this ever worked in reverse? Meaning, you fooled a lot of people, thinking that this is a legitimate site. They, they go on there they see rent the hitman. Oh, cool! I can get rid of that son of a bitch who owes me money, right? Has there ever been a police officer or anybody that might have stumbled upon the website, like, hey, I'm going to throw? A fake story and see if I can bust a hitman. Like maybe thinking that this was a legitimate, you know, you are a hitman website. Have you ever gotten any of that?
0: Uh, not that I'm aware. Um, you know, if they provide enough information, it would just get referred right back to their agency. So, um, but uh, again, you know that, um, you know, I'm sure I'm sure there are times out there when uh, that's probably crossed some investigators' minds at that point, but. I'm not aware of it. Now,
1: now has this made you look at people differently? Because you would think that people are pouring their heart out because, you know, this is a a situation where they're trying to remove someone from their life and it's a permanent thing. You got to be in a certain mindset. You get to hear the dark sides of other people and just kind of know that this kind of evil exists, that people are willing to pay someone else to kill someone. Does that make you think any differently of humanity and just people in general, or do you just kind of figure that this evil was always around? You know, I think, I, I
0: think uh, for the most part, as you put it, it, it's kind of always been around. It's just more easy, uh, easier for the uh, the person with that rage to get on Google and find a hitman these days. Um, you know, it's just, uh, it, it's scary. The internet is certainly not a safe place. Um, and, uh, you know, the fact that these people, um, walk among us, live among us, um, <laughs> and they come from all walks of life. It's just, um, it's, it's incredible and, and it's scary at the same time. Um, yeah. So I do have a little different outlook on, on, Life and people and and whatnot, but uh, I know that uh, it's a very very slim uh, percentage of people that actually uh, have enough hate and discontent in their life that they want to carry through with any of these um, plans. So uh, those are the ones those that's the low hanging fruit that we're trying to get off the street at at this point. So
1: oh, definitely, absolutely now. It just doesn't sound like it sounds like a lot of work. I mean, you've got updates to the website, obviously. You know, uh, you put a lot of work into this. doesn't sound like there's a lot of time for anything else. Has this become a full-time gig for you? Uh, it is
0: slowly becoming a full-time gig. Um, I actually do work currently in the corporate security arena. That's my full-time gig. Um, but uh, this consumes a, a great deal of time on my days off and sometimes at night. Um, you know, there there have been occasions when I've been at work and uh, getting ready to go home for the day and all of a sudden a solicitation comes in and it's one that involves students at a school. So, I mean, I, I got to get that researched and, and forwarded on right away because, I, you know, my failure to act, um, I don't want it to result in anybody getting hurt. So that's, uh, you know, it's kind of important to me.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, it's kind of taken yeah. on a life of its own where you're like a, you're, you're like a hero now. It's, it's become a responsibility to the point where if you don't check your email kind of could cost a life. That's a lot. That's a lot to kind of, kind of take on. I mean, do you get do the you staff now or is it just you? Well, it's
0: still just me, but, uh, you know, there is help on the horizon, um, I am kind of working uh, loosely working rather with a, a group of private investigators um, who uh, have been kind enough to take on a case or two for me um, as far as researching and, and uh, getting the information um, set up properly. These are retired law enforcement, by the way. So they have access to some of the tools that I don't, um, but uh Yeah. Um, just to kind of give you an idea, um, you know, we're into March now, 2022. And, uh, for the first two months, January and February, I've had 86 actionable emails, potential cases with enough information, uh, on the solicitor and the alleged targets, um, so I'm a little behind on, on my, uh, research at this point. Um, but that's more than I've had for the entire year of 2021. So I, I guess where I'm going with this is despite all the media attention, business is, uh, booming. You might say it's just off the charts, busy. And, uh, you know, I'm trying to pick through these a couple of, uh, a couple of them at a time. And, uh, um you know, I have to prioritize which ones are uh you know deemed a little more urgent than than the others so yeah, it is a full time job, and I am just one person and uh it it's kind of difficult to juggle at times
1: i'd imagine so, but let me ask you this because over the past couple of years you i mean just like everyone else in the country we 've all been going through the whole pandemic, the covid nineteen thing. And there was a a much higher uptick of suicides and crime. Did you personally get a surge in emails because people people were locked in their house with their spouse? A lot of divorces, a lot of fights and arguments, and alcohol intake and everything at the home. Domestic violence was going up. Did you see an uptick in uh, in people wanting to kill their spouses?
0: Uh,
1: <clears throat> there were, um, gosh,
0: there were a number of uh, emails. Um, from people that, uh, yeah, I've had enough of their spouses and that kind of thing. Um, I don't think it was a drastic uptick. Um, I think, uh, it's always been kind of steady where the last couple of years I've, you know, I've gotten maybe four or five actionable cases each month. Um, but, uh, you know, in lieu of all the media attention recently with the Wendy wine case in Michigan and some of the others, um, with the website being exposed as much as it is, um, that has created just a, uh, an overflow of business. I'm, I'm booked beyond. Um, uh, so, I mean, I, I guess, you know, what it comes down to is the pandemic, um, didn't really create a surge of of cases. Um, hmm. I'm I'm
1: seeing the the
0: opposite effect. I guess you might say
1: that's really surprising to me because you know just reading the news and just watching stuff on TV, you would think that everything just got worse over the past couple of years of people's mindset. So that's so that's surprising to me that, you know, you guys weren't getting a lot of requests like, hey, I haven't living with this guy for six months. I realized what an asshole he is. Can you please take care of him? I'll give you anything you want. But, you know, I'm, I'm I'm genuinely shocked about that
0: yeah and uh you know I'm not an excellent statistician statistician or however you say it
1: that's a hell of a um, word, isn't it i hate that word. <laughs> it <hard> sucks word.
0: <laughs> but uh you know I am a little surprised that uh um you know at the the spike in business you might say um recently it's it's completely crazy, and I think you know uh, a lot of these um Submissions that come in, Um, uh, of the 86 that I mentioned that are actionable, the website itself has received uh, close to 250 um, just this year, Um, and a lot of those submissions turn out to be hoaxes or, you know, trying to take SpongeBob out or, you know, whatever the case is, Um, just not actionable junk kind of leads. Um, and, uh, so I have to go through and I have to sort the good, the bad, um, and, and kind of, you know, prioritize and put them in buckets basically, um, as far as, uh, you know, what types of cases, whether they are assisted suicide type cases, whether they are somebody that is truly hell bent on causing harm to others, um, whether there's a school or a child involved, um you know, and, and it is, uh, it's quite a task.
1: I bet it is. I bet it is. That's, it's, it's so interesting because I think about this a lot, like what would drive someone to actually want to commit murder or see someone else die? Because to me, that's just, I mean, there's no other options. You can't talk out of that point. You can't even, you know, fight and just get over it and move on to the next thing. That's permanent. You really must hate somebody. And I just wanted to know what drives some of these emails. What are some of the main motivators or the driving motivators in these people? Is it money? Is it just hatred? Is it jealousy? What is the driving motivator for people wanting to see someone else get killed?
0: Well, um, you know, I can give you a couple of examples of different types um, of emails that I've received. Uh, For example, there was a female in Kansas. She, uh, she was, kind of upset because there were some people that were talking bad about her in her small town she wanted to get even with them um she wanted to have three people murdered uh guns bombs anything or any way to remove them is uh, her words and uh you know so she she was a little butt hurt and uh, was just seeking retaliation that way um fortunately uh she didn't get her way um Instead, she got sentenced to about 34 months in uh, probation. Um, There was another kid, um, you know, uh, call him a kid. He's 20. Um, He wanted to have high school, a couple of high school girls uh, strangled with a belt. And, uh, you know, his whole thing was he had a a choking fetish. Um, Yeah, he was sentenced to five years supervised probation um there are requests from kids that um are victims of abuse and one of them in particular uh wanted to have his uh five members of his family murdered uh because he uh he'd been abused by them and this was essentially a cry for help um you know it was reported uh, to the authorities in Alaska. They went and did a welfare check and deemed that there was in fact abuse going on. Um, you know, some people such as Wendy in Michigan, um, she felt that she was also uh, taken advantage of uh, for, you know, 20 grand by uh, an ex-husband and she sought to have him basically removed. Um wasn't going to let that happen. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, I mean, it kind of runs the gamut. Um, you know, there's bad business dealings going on there's, um, you know, cheating spouses, um, a little bit of everything. And, uh, I I've gotten to the point where I can kind of, uh, look into these solicitations enough and kind of, uh, You know, pick out which ones are more serious than others, which ones are just somebody talking smack on the web forum, or which ones have uh, actual uh, meat uh, on the bone and, you know, which are more credible threats, I guess.
1: So if I give you my wife's email, can you tell me if she's ever uh, asked for your services? Because sometimes she wishes me dead (laughs) openly.
0: Well, yeah. Actually I can <laughs> yes.
1: Um probably <laughs> well, really lots of my name on it, I'm sure, for people around the world. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, actually just so that you kinda kinda know at this point, I do uh I have made revisions to the web form. Um and since April of twenty eighteen, this particular web form has six hundred and eighty one entries on it. Um, and it contains IP addresses and everything like that of yeah. people that submit so um, I do uh, uh, keep a, a complete ledger of um, uh, of uh, the solicitations just in case just in case something down the road pops up and uh, you know oh, yeah. I hate to see anybody um, anybody harmed. But I do set up a Google search uh, agent with these people's names in it. So if any news stories pop up, um, you know, hey, I may be able to help the investigation in that sense. But so far, fortunately, that hasn't been an issue.
1: Now let me ask you about this this old fame thing because like it's it seemed like this thing hit big and overnight you just became this media sensation. It, it seems like you were you know you've done a lot of hits all over the place and just wanted to ask you about that because one day you know your Bob just you got this website all of a sudden you're getting these emails you turn one person in can you talk about the transition from just being Bob to Mister Guido Finelli himself the rent and <laughs> and proprietor of peace and and, and, and safety. <laughs>
0: Um, yeah. So, I mean, the kind of, it, it's, it's, I've had the domain for 17 years. Um, and I was pretty much running low key with it up until about 2018. And in 2018, that's when this Devon kid out of Virginia, uh, was pinched. Um, and he, he's the one that had a couple of childcare for higher profiles. And, uh, so when the media um, reached out for an interview. Um, you know, I figured, okay, what the heck I'm a parent. I'm pretty ticked off. I'm satisfied that the website did its job. Um, and you know, I did an interview and didn't really think much of it at that point. Um, told the reporter, I said, don't use my name, you know, whatever. Well, apparently he didn't understand what I had said. And sure enough, my name was plastered out there all over the place. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, Guido Finelli um, is, you know, just a, the name that I use on the website. Finelli is a family name. Um, Guido, of course, well, Guido. Uh, <laughs> it, just, it just seemed to work. Um, but as far as, uh, you know, over the years, um, you know, my name has been out there. Um, I'm, you know, I'm not somebody that lives in fear. Sure, there's people out there that are probably upset with what I've done. Maybe I've put one of their loved ones away or whatever the case is. But, um, you know, I am the face of the site uh, and, uh, you know, I don't have a problem with that. I feel uh, completely at peace with the work that I have done on it.
1: Absolutely. I think it's a great thing what you're doing, Bob. I mean, seriously, you saved over 150 people. And you know what, I I, I would think even more than that, because by extension, you got to figure if this person gets away with it once, they're going to do it multiple times. I mean, oh, well, that time that person pissed me off. I got him killed with this rent a hitman site. I'm going to do it again. If this was mm-hmm. a legitimate thing where they got a hitman to kill someone, I feel like, hey, I did it once. Let me do it again. I got a few bucks. But got I got all the time in the world and I know this guy. You probably saved well over a thousand lives, I would say, because by extension, you're saving all these other people plus the school shooting. So who who knows? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. So, uh, again, I'm not uh, terribly great with keeping statistics. However, I am getting some help on that. Um, I'll be able to, uh, tune that number, uh, of lives saved, uh, up a little bit here shortly. Uh, but yeah, I mean, as far as at the beginning of the year, it was sitting at 150, and I've just been inundated with cases. And I can tell you over the last, uh, two months, there's been at least 18 additional lives saved. So, um, yeah, it, it's pretty spectacular. Um, it's, uh, you know, I never thought that the website would, uh, be this popular um fortunately it it's uh it's doing good it's trolling for good i guess you could say um and uh but that's not it i mean it doesn't stop here yeah. i'm actually working with uh, a couple of production companies down in la and we're putting together um a reality tv show based on the site
1: and, really yeah uh, this so- is some breaking news right here this is awesome tell me more
0: yeah. So, uh, for the past couple of years, I've been working with this company, uh, down in LA and, uh, we're on, uh, uh well, I can't say which version we're on, but, uh, we've, we've put together a couple of different options, um, and, uh, propose them and pitched them. And, uh, we're at the point now where we've got one of the largest unscripted, um, production houses, uh, uh, working on this with us and we're actually in the process of casting for some of the uh, investigators and uh, other professionals that's so awesome. I mean this this uh, this crazy little nine dollar and 20 cent website is going to be coming to your living room uh, sometime soon
1: you've got to uh, let us know as soon as that's available uh, certainly will absolutely
0: that this um, is so cool So, um, and I know Voices of Misery is a huge thing and Quentin Tarantino must be watching or listening to you. Um, So, hey, Quentin, if you're out there, give me a call. We got to talk. I'm also looking at uh, working on a couple of other projects. Screenwriting is obviously something I'm interested in. Um, I'm working on a coffee table book uh, with my boys. I'm going to get them uh, involved in this and uh again um you know we're we're selling merchandise t-shirts field operative gear on the website so got a lot of things going on um and uh a lot of great things are going to happen so
1: just it sure, sounds like it. I can't wait to wear my renaissance shirt here down at the beach I can't wait the weather's getting nice everything's going to be uh, looking up and up here but I do got to ask you bob yeah Where do you see this thing in five years? Rent rent the Hitman. Do you see yourself going more in the entertainment route, saving lives, both? Where do you see this thing going? So, um, yeah, five years. I still plan on uh,
0: keeping the website up and running. As long as these solicitations are going to continue to come in, um, I will uh, do everything in my power to keep the site up. Um, You know, within the next couple of months, I'm actually going to have staff uh, that are gonna be able to do the job that I have been doing um, so that we can uh, continue to serve those people and uh, uh, you know advocate for the the potential victims that are out there and uh, um, you know that kind of a thing it, it's a it's a pretty uh, pretty large project and uh, you know i'm I'm fortunate enough to uh, know that help is right around the corner and we're gonna we're going to take this to the next level.
1: It's an unbelievable thing. I got two more questions here for you, Buffy. This has been a hell of a lot of good time. You were the first person, I think, that we've ever had on the show that we've actually used for content on our own show. And we, we've talked about these rent a hit where you talk about when. you talk about Helen. Absolutely amazing things. My, my, my wife actually found the first hit topic and she bought it to me <laughs> like this is freaking amazing. And it was one of our most popular segments on the show. People wrote in about it like, wow, is that real? That can't be real. How can people be so stupid? So just the fact that you're on the show is just great. But I do have one question here for you that somebody did ask me to ask you. Sure. Have you ever gotten an email from someone whose name rhymes with Schmillery Benton? (laughs) 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 Those rumors, I'm sure.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, actually, um, yeah, however, uh, those, um, hmm, the best way to put this is, uh, we farm out a lot of work and it just so happens that, uh, you know, there are other entities out there that have that particular account. So, um, yeah, um, <laughs> Now it's funny you mentioned the, uh, the political, um, uh side of this, because um at one point uh this website was receiving a lot of uh uh requests for different political figures around the world, um, one of which was uh, the Indonesian president joko Widodo is his name really and um and when i when I reported the information to the u s state department. Uh, they were pretty much, yeah, we're a little busy. Um, yeah, thanks. Have a nice day. <laughs> and uh, I reported it out to the Indonesian uh, or the U.S. Embassy in Jakarta, and they're pretty much the same way. Yeah. And uh, so I was having a hard time sleeping at night, kind of, you know, I've got this information. I, you know, I should probably tell somebody. So um, I went to the Indonesian consulate in San Francisco and, and gave them the information. And I'm like, yeah, cool. Thanks. Um, Never heard anything about it. Never got a key to the city. No, uh, I don't ask for anything like that, but um, you know, I do get uh, a fair number of political um, requests. Um, One recently was for the PM of Canada
1: and. uh, Oh yeah. I can imagine you got a lot for him. (laughs) Yeah. He's up to now. Oh my God. Yeah.
0: But uh yeah, um I don't know.
1: It's a crazy world we live in, man. It's a crazy world we live in. It is. That's why we need heroes like you, sir. They say not all heroes wear capes, and they also say to never meet your heroes. But I am glad to say that I met Mr. Guido Finelli, aka Bob from a Hitman, and god damn it, you did not disappoint, sir. I'm a huge fan of yours. I really am.
0: Thank you so much. I am uh on- really pleased and happy
1: to be here. And uh, yeah. So, uh, you
0: know, thanks for having
1: me. Absolutely. But we do like to close things out here. Can you please let people know where to find you, where they can buy all the merchandise and where they can, uh, you know, get something taken care of?
0: Yeah. So again, uh, rentahitman.com, your point and click solution. We are your uh, problem problem resolution specialist. So, surf on over. We're on the World Wide Web. um, And, uh, you know, fill out one of our service request forms. Um, You don't really have to, but, um, you know, there are are ways to contact the website. If you like what we do, um, you know, click on uh, Buy Guido a Cup of Coffee. There's a banner ad at the top of the, uh, or a banner, actually, at the top of the page where you can, you know, kick down five bucks, keep us highly caffeinated. Um, Or if you uh, feel like you want to buy a t-shirt, there's also a place on the page for that. Um, And then for those of you that don't like what I'm doing, um, you can scroll down to the bottom and click on the button that says, uh, you know, hate us, tell us why. And when you do that, it actually is a Rick role. So anyway, happy to help Thank there. You. But uh, yeah, really um, <laughs> if you like what we do, visit the page, click on the donate and uh, we'll go from there. Uh, it's every, every bit of funds that come from donations help keep the website up and running. Um, keeps uh, GoDaddy happy, keeps the web form going and keeps uh keeps Guido highly caffeinated. So it's all appreciated very much.
1: Absolutely. My credit card's ready. I'm going to be buying some t-shirts for all my family and friends that rent hitman. I can't, I can't believe it. I got to talk to the man himself, Mister com. Thank you, sir, for coming on the Voices of Misery podcast. My pleasure. You guys are awesome. Always reach out
0: anytime you uh, have a question. And if there's any breaking news that I can help you with or uh, give you a heads up by all means. Um, let me know. We'll take care of you. Absolutely, sir. You have a good one. All right. You too. Thanks a lot. It's been fun.